from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're glad you're here. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Travis starts us off this hour in Toledo. Hi, Travis. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Uh, I have a negative balance every month, and I'm kind of trying to figure out how to how to get positive again. Um, starting off kind of a little rough every single month after bills and everything. So your your bank account is negative every month, like you're yeah, overdrawn. It's, it's, um, yep, I'm uh, overdrawn. I actually almost on a weekly basis. Mm. Um, you know, I, it's funny that you talk about this. I literally just got off a webinar about this this very thing. And at the end of the day, it's probably boiling down to budgeting issues. Do you have a budget? Um, I've been working on trying to do one. I recently got the Every Dollar app uh, mm-hmm. premium uh, because it was able to track my stuff better. But yeah. I'm, I'm struggling like weekly with groceries. It's it's just with yeah. a family of five, it's hard to keep it under a certain amount. Okay, so I want you to not try to do the budget. I want you to actually do it. I want you to go in there, put the numbers in there. That's step one. You if and you, your wife. Yeah. Have you start? Have you actually filled out a budget for the month? Uh, no. No, I have not. I haven't been able to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. So that's step one. Matter of fact, um, I want you to go to everydollar.com slash budgeting when this call is over, and I want you to sign up for the next yeah. webinar. Because if the issue is, I've got it, is it, you know, is it I'm not, I don't have time to do it or I'm not prioritizing the time to do it. I really want you to prioritize this t- the time. Sit down what with your wife tonight. Start looking at it. What's your take home pay? Uh, take home is about 3600 a month. How much is your rent? Uh, the, the mortgage is 560 a month. What's your car payment? Uh, car payment is a little high. It's 441 a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. And five kids. Uh, three kids, wife that oh, is unable people. to work due to, yes, five people. The due, three due kids, to what? The wife that is unable to work due to medical issues. What kind of medical issues? Uh, it's actually like a hereditary degenerative uh, disease where it's actually just getting worse as time goes on, too. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. How old are your kiddos? Uh, I got triplets, uh, four and a half years old. Okay. Wow. Okay. So consumer debt's kind of got me, you know. How much debt right do you have? Um, not including the cards, about 26000 Okay. Here's the thing. we got to start at the other end. Groceries don't catch the slack. Groceries are the thing. So we're going to start with this. 3600 at the top of the page. You follow me? Yes. Minus the important things first. The most important thing in your entire budget. It's food. You have the money to buy food. You yeah. may not have the money to do some other stuff, but you have the money to buy food, period. End of story. Okay? So 3600 yep. minus food. What are you all spending on food? Uh, I try to keep it around 180 bucks a week, but, I mean, it's usually 180 bucks to 220 How often do you eat out? How often do you eat out? Um... Maybe once a week, but it's just me for lunch when I'm unable to pack. I am going to a trade school at night. It's either lunch or dinner. I go three nights a week. Uh, um, okay. 
All right. So, so uh, if we take um, eight hundred bucks, seven hundred bucks for your budget for food, right? For a yep. month, for a month, that leaves us twenty nine hundred dollars. So you can buy food. Food's first. You got me. Yes. I don't care if you pay anybody else until you feed your family. You follow yes. me? All right. Second thing is we pay five hundred fifty dollars for shelter. Done. Right. Yep. And then we pay the light bill and the water bill. So we're warm, we're fed, and we're dry. Yes. This is survival first. You following me? Yes. Uh, we may not keep this stupid car because it's freaking out of control. Mm-hmm. If we can't come up with a way to get it paid off soon, it's got to go. But for now, we're going to pay the car payment, too. Yeah, Food, shelter, clothing, transportation, and utilities are basic necessities of life. We call those the four walls. You do the four walls before you do anything else. Everyone else, and let me tell you who's at the bottom of the freaking list, student loan. How big's a student loan? I don't have one. Good. You know who's right at the bottom next to them? Stupid credit card companies. Because you know okay. what they can do if you don't pay them? Nothing except destroy your credit and sue you eventually eight years from now but we're going to take care of them before we get there. Okay. They're at the bottom of the page. So let me just tell you, your emotional state and your sense of control over your destiny changes when your family is fed, the lights and water are paid and the mortgage is paid and you, you are in a different place emotionally and spiritually. The rest of it's just a stupid game I'm behind on. Okay. But right now it feels like life or death because you've got groceries as the last thing, not the first thing. Yes. By the time I pay groceries, I'm overdraft. No. By the time you pay MasterCard, oh, wait, we're not going to go into overdraft, so we're not paying MasterCard. Screw them. Okay. For this month, and then we've got to adjust our income. Now, you've got to get your income up, dude. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do to get your income up? It, it, it goes up progressively every uh, every six months as long as I keep up my uh, my apprenticeship and everything. So well, you you got, you got six months of hell then ahead of you. Up. What are we going to do in the short term to get it up? Um, you're going to I mean, trade I'm, school three nights a week. What are we doing on those other nights? Because you're about to do some more work, dude. Your family's hungry. Homework and doing whatever I can. Yeah. Around the house, housework and everything. Yeah, you're going to probably not be doing as much of that. The, the laundry may pile up a little bit because you got to go make some money because 3600 okay. bucks is tough. Mm-hmm. So the way, you, the way you get this straight side up is you first take care of necessities, and then two, you get over the top of it, and we're going to cut expenses and add income, and that creates margin. And that will get you under control, Travis. So you, you do have a very tight, tight, tough situation. So something's got to go out of the expense lines, and something's got to come up quickly in the income okay. side. Because, you know, it's, you know, it's not easy. You got a really nice low house payment. It's the best thing in this whole story right mm-hmm. now. So you got you got a fixable situation, but the faster you get the income up and the out go down, the faster the pain's going to leave. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. I was just nervous about missing credit card payments. Now, and I, I want to give you permission to feed your children before you pay MasterCard. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Okay. When you get that straight in your head, all of a sudden it changes everything. Because mm-hmm. if everybody's fed and the lights are done and the water's paid and, and the house payment's paid, I mean, we live to fight another day. But if we pay MasterCard and then we don't have enough money to feed the triplets, dadgum, that's not fun. 
Been there, done that. That terrorizes your butt, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. Been there, done that. Everydollar.com slash budgeting. Sign up for one of Jade's webinars. She'll walk you through what we just did. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Andy is in Bismarck, North Dakota. Hi, Andy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave and Jane. How, how y'all doing? Better than we deserve. What's up? Well, my question today is where do um, thinking funds land in the baby steps? Um, I guess I'm currently on baby step two. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have my emergency fund of $1,000. Um, and, you know, I have a house and it's in need of, you know, a new washer, a new toilet. I mean, I'm, I'm able to make buy. When you say you need it, okay, here's, here's the way I think of it. In baby step two, I want all the money I can possibly to go towards my debt snowball, right? And so if I'm kind of packing it all away in sinking funds, it puts less to my snowball, so I'm moving slower. In my mind, and then you don't forget, you've still got the $1,000 saved. So mm-hmm. washer, dryer, what was the other thing you said? Like toilet, um, toilet toilet if there's any way that you can kind of cash flow a quick quick repair on the toilet or just kind of keep things running i would do that as opposed to packing away more money to to replace the washer that hasn't even broken down yet does that make sense that's what i would do i would do no home repair sinking funds while you're in baby step two okay i would just yeah, i would just like, cash flow like, what are, cash flow emergencies mm-hmm so if the okay. if the washer goes out, repair it or buy a different one used, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if the toilet right. goes out, call you know fix the toilet. Obviously, you got to have that thing running. So, uh, but I mean, you cash flow those emergencies only. Mm-hmm. Everything else waits until after. And you might be surprised okay. how so long. Like a flat tire that doesn't get me to work or yeah yeah, yeah. flat tire you can you can cash flow that or take that out of the thousand then refund refund the thousand either mm-hmm. one. But yeah, right. we're not we're right. not doing a big car repair sinking fund. You don't need $3,000 in your car repair sinking fund while you got $10,000 in credit card debt. Exactly. And you might be surprised. Like, you know, the washer could go on for far longer than you thought. You know, the toilet could be working. Maybe it runs or maybe it doesn't, you know, do what you want it to do. But if it's getting the job done. I found like a hack on YouTube of all things that that makes it run, but it's not like super efficient. Yeah, that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. I I put a uh, a, a little black tar stuff on my roof where it was leaking. (laughs) <laughs> when I was in baby step two, oh yeah, because it was running down through the light fixture and mm-hmm. dripping on the kitchen table, and you know the electricity water thing doesn't mix, so yeah, didn't think I wanted to keep doing that, so I just smeared some stuff up there that was about eight dollars, and then I put the six thousand dollar roof on the house, which it desperately needed after we were done with baby step two. Oh, cool. Yeah, but yeah, I, I 
you know, I discovered you guys back in April and I really needed you all the most and, uh, um, got signed up for FPU and got the premium version of every dollar and well, thank you. has helped me so much. I'm glad. That's great. Money for the month. Right? Well, now I, uh, uh, I'll add one other thing because of the, the, the season that we're in. If you have family, you are going to do something for Christmas. You need to go ahead and decide what that is and put that aside because mm-hmm. that one will sneak yeah. up on you and bite you. That's a good point, Dave. Okay. Yeah, that's what, that's something we're going to do. I talked to him about it, and uh, you know, we, we have a plan for him, and he's he's happy. I'm happy. Okay. So we good. Made, made a, made a good deal. So, yeah, we'll take care of the I kiddos am. and especially the little ones. And, you know, a yeah. little a little something for each other is fine. That's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. But we, we're not doing $3,000 Christmases when we're broke, people. Oh, so, no, you know, I mean, no it's, you're gonna, we're going to cut this down. We're going to have a plan. Yeah. And we need to set that aside so it doesn't sneak up on you and bite you. Because yeah. it's, it's much Christmas is much more fun if you do it with a plan. Absolutely. And, you know. Somehow people think chaos is, and is, helps your generosity. Oh, because they, they think that they want to just be able to go out and spend on a whim. And it's just like, I'm not, I think, it's not like coming from the heart if I'm doing it from a plan. What? It's like, no, you're being a child, not a grown up. If you're, you know, it's yeah. just, you know, it is coming from the heart. Yeah. yeah. And you're probably going to get bigger, better gifts if you sit down and plan for it. Hello. Because you're going to have a plan. You're not going to just go, oh, that's on sale. That looks good. I'll get that. Seldom do you get the best price on impulse. That's a truth. You know, that's so a truth there you statement. go. I mean. You make these dollars stretch, and we start laying out a Christmas budget. And um, I talked to my old friend Santa Claus, and he said the way to do a Christmas budget is make a list and check it twice. Mm-hmm. Then put a dollar amount beside each person. <laughs> so what you're so, saying? So you know, this is what I'm spending on. This is this is and and George George Camel and I were talking about this the other day, and he said, "So what's beside my name?" And I said, five dollars." He said, "So I'm a five dollar friend." Five dollars. Nothing actually is beside George's name technically. <laughs> I pay him a paycheck. He needs to just smile. But anyway, but the uh, but but seriously. But I mean, you know, he goes, okay. So I can I can decide you're a five dollar friend or yeah. you're a twenty five dollar mother or you're a whatever, right? You just yeah. I'm sorry, but you are putting a value on which who's going to get what because you're going to spend more on certain family members than you're on others. Yeah, you should spend absolutely. more on the little kids than on you know the the uh, uncle that's generally drunk and not there anyway. You know, and, also, yes. and so on, right? So I mean, you it should be. It should be off, right? I think so. Well, that's your take on it. Do you want to know my take on yeah, it? Yeah, let's hear your take. Everybody has that person or those people that every year they feel obligation. Like, oh, I've got to get so-and-so a gift. Or, oh, if I don't get, she gets me something. If I don't get, I just say permission to say no. Yeah. And, you know, a preemptive no is a good idea. A too. preemptive no is a good like, idea. Hey, you know what? I'm on a budget. I want to let you know. Please don't get me anything because I'm not getting you Yes. Anything. Just tell people. Changed it. Changed everything. Mic drop. Or do that thing where it's like uh, if you have a big family. We used to do this. You put everybody's name yeah, and yeah. everybody draws one name yeah. instead yeah. of getting, you know, gifts for everybody. 12 people and the cousins we and the grandkids. We were, and we were in bankruptcy. We went to Sharon's family. She's got five brothers and sisters, all married, all with kids. Oof. 13 grandkids on that side. Uh, what eight adults 10 mm-hmm, adults mm-hmm. right and then mom and dad and they're all great people yeah but we went in at thanksgiving we went hey guys uh announcement we're broke yep uh we're not buying everybody gifts this year mm-hmm. we are opting to draw names hope you'll draw one with us yep and they went yes we all hate it let's change oh, it that's good. and there it was like waiting on somebody to first say it now we did take the little kids all the little kid grandkids yep. that were under a certain age they could just stay in the general, right. general gift pool. But the adults, uh, 
you know, you buy your brother-in-law a tie. I mean, come on. Well, that worked out good for you because I had some family members who will rename, me, remain nameless who were like, oh, you're ruining it. You're ruining it you're for ruining everybody. Christmas. You're messing up Christmas. And I was like, no, I'm not. You don't look like the Grinch. No. You just don't look like I'm it. not a real Grinch, but when it's time to get debt free and when it's time to lay out those boundaries, it's then just, it's adult, I will be. Listen, adulthood is different from Grinching. That's right. Grinching is you're just tight-fisted for no apparent, apparent reason. And you end up buying, let's be honest, when you don't have the money to spend and you feel like you have to stretch and buy everybody something, you end up giving crappy gifts. That's true. Let's be honest about that. I'd rather give one or two really nice gifts for the people who should be on the list than stretching myself thin and getting everybody a $5 gift that I got at, I don't know, so the you dollar can go store. Ahead. I mean, this is it's early to talk about this, but you need to plan it. So let's make a list, check it twice, put a dollar amount beside it, total up the dollar amount. That's your Christmas budget. If you, you don't go. like your Christmas budget, go back and lower the dollar amounts mm -hmm. or take some people off the list. Yep. And then just give them the old uh, list notification removal thing. Or Yeah, or you could, <laughs> I love this. This is me. I do the cheapest. I will go in the kitchen. And I will bake cookies. Bake you a cookie. And I will put them in a nice little tin. And it's about. So you're not even a $5 friend. You're just a cookie friend. I'm a cookie friend. That's right. <laughs> People love that. People love things that you can eat. I'd rather, oh, that's I'd rather have saying. it than the $5. I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> Look, no one wants another bad smelling candle. Oh, no God. one wants another soap with a ribbon on it that you're never going to use. Oh, that's the guest soap. Nobody wants that. <laughs> they don't I, want a candle. I can't tell you how when we moved. How many? I got in one cabinet and I opened it up and I'm like, Sharon. <laughs> and she said, they're all gifts. And I'm like, this is the number of scented candles that were in the Ramsey house that had never been lit. Yeah. It was like we had a collection of every brand and every scent. Mm -hmm. We could have opened our own little store. Yep. And um, <laughs> I was just disgusted and t I should have sold them or something, but I just tossed them. Yeah. It was just like, God, this is just disgusting. It's like. What? Yes, no more. Yeah. No more. My fr my friends, the minimalists, would have been happy with me. I just chunked the candles. Yeah, just toss them out. Too many things that don't bring. What's the other lady? Don't bring me joy, right? That's right. Marie, Marie, Marie right. Kondo. Yeah. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSC. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Our question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Once the kids are back in school, it's hard to find time for home maintenance, but Neighborly is your source for home repair experts like Precision Door Service, Dryer Vent Wizard. Download the Neighborly app today to be ready for all seasons. All right. Today's question comes from Tim in Louisiana. 
He says, I have about $56,000 in credit card debt. I'm being sued by one of my creditors for two credit cards totaling $30,000. The other credit card is one month late and another two months late. I lost my full-time job in January of 2022 due to medical issues. My income at the moment is $1,800 per month. I'm currently interviewing for a full-time job. I do not have the funds to afford a lawyer to litigate the cases. Neither do I have the money for a lump sum. The lawyers I've contacted recommended Chapter 7 bankruptcy. Do you have any suggestions? Man, oh man, uh, you know, you've got a tough situation. You've got the $56,000 in credit card debt and to make it worse, you already knew it was bad, but now they're suing you and you feel like you're under the gun and, you know, you're feeling forced to make a lot of changes right now in the moment. Um, I'm not in your shoes, but if I were, I would really just take your time and just take a deep breath for a moment because yeah, you're being sued, but nothing is happening today. Like in this moment, they're not coming to get you. They're not throwing you in jail. So you've got a couple of things hopeful that are taking place. You've got a full-time job interview that's around the corner. That's good. I want you to keep applying to other places because I want you to have a couple of job interviews coming up in case one of them doesn't pan out. So right now, thing one is let's get money coming in. Keep applying for jobs. Keep interviewing because once you get money coming in, suddenly you're going to be able to go, okay, I have options. (laughs) I can start to see a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I would not pay a lawyer yet. I would, A1, get income in, get your job coming up. It says you had a medical issue, but it sounds like it was kind of a one-off thing considering that you're interviewing for full-time jobs again. So yeah, I'm not gonna hire a lawyer just yet. I am not going to fire file for bankruptcy just yet. Uh, you didn't say what you were making before and what you plan on making in the future. Let's pretend that it's somewhere around the median income. Let's re- pretend it's somewhere between 50 and 67,000. If that's the boat, if that's where you're going to be, you're going to be just fine. And it's going to take you around average, like the folks that we talk to every day, it's probably going to take you around two, two and a half years to pay this off. And then this is going to be something that was in your rear view. You got in a really scary situation. You climbed your way out. You were patient. You didn't freak out just because you're getting letters and notices and the, they're supposed they're trying to freak you out. They want you freaked out. Jade's exactly right. Um, okay, they've sued you a hundred percent of the time you're gonna lose the lawsuit. Because it's not based on whether you're a good person, it's based on you had a bill to pay and you didn't pay it. You lose. Mm-hmm. You can hire a lawyer if you want to hire a lawyer, but it's a waste of money you still lose. Mm -hmm. You're going to lose the lawsuit. Okay. Then you're going to have what's called a judgment. And then if they decide to execute on the judgment, that will be anywhere from two years or two months from now to never. Okay. It typically is never with credit card companies, but if they decide to execute on it, that is when they would garnish your wages. And that's a minimum of two months from the date of the court date when you lose the lawsuit. Okay, so the judgment is final on the court date, or it's final 30 days later, depending on the state that you're in. And then after that, they can sit another 30 days and wait. And if you don't do anything, the fact that you've gotten a judgment against you, then they can execute on the judgment, which would they be able to scarf a bank account? They would be able to put a lien on your home. In some states, they would be able to uh, garnish your wages. And that's executing on a judgment. Again, nine out of ten times, credit card companies don't do that ever. 
They just take the judgment lien and it's sitting there. And then someday you wake up and you're able to pay and you call them back and you work out a deal, which is actually what's going to happen here. My point is this is going to drag out um, a, a long enough that you should get your income back up. You should have already done that by now. You're late. Well, yeah. I, and so let's get with it. Let's get that income back up. And as, as Jade said, now when the income comes up, call the attorney that took the judgment lien and negotiate a settlement plan, a lump sum. I owe you $30,000 uh, or I owe you 15 and 15. Um, I can pay you 20 cents on the dollar for that in a lump sum. And if you saved up 5000 bucks, you can probably settle that $30,000 judgment lien with them on a credit card debt. So you save up the money and you settle the debt and then you move on with your life. But you got to get your income up to be able to do all this. 1800 bucks a year after you got after you lost the job due to medical. Um, if your medical, if your health is recovered, you need to get back to work hardcore. Like six jobs by the end of the week and 16 more places to apply for full-time work. Well, he's only working part-time. He's only making $1800 a month. That means before like it doesn't matter what happens with these interviews, you need to be getting something else tomorrow like yeah, you can you work be, at you mcdonald's working, you need to be working 80 hours a week yeah you can work at mcdonald's and make yeah. more than that working full-time yeah, you can work at ups is hiring uh fedex is hiring for the for the christmas rush yes everybody's hiring it's 20 dollars an hour yeah. it's a lot more than 1800 bucks 22 and some so of them you go, go to work is a great place to go when you're broke to work and that's where you're that's your deal you're going to have to create some income and then when you create that income you'll be able to settle this judgment in a lump sum settlement mm-hmm. with the attorney in writing long before they get around to executing on the judgment that is going to occur you're going to have a judgment you're going to yeah. lose the lawsuit yeah it's not even worth hiring don't hire a lawyer don't hire a lawyer it's a waste of money and you're not bankrupt you just don't have an income because mm-hmm. you can exactly. solve all of this for ten or fifteen thousand bucks yeah and so go get a lot of income, stack mm-hmm. some cash, and clean this up. You're not bankrupt. You don't have an income. Mm-hmm. Bankruptcy court does not create income, people. It doesn't take 1800 and make it livable. It's not livable. That's not a living wage. And that's what I want to camp out just for a little bit longer. Something tells me, I, I, I assumed before that maybe he was making somewhere around median income but i don't think so because if you're racking up fifty six thousand in credit card debt it's because you're most likely i'm not saying he is but you might be using credit cards to float a low core income it could be it could be and it, and it could be just straight up what a lot of people did like i did it was just irresponsible yeah that's true so i mean i don't, I don't know but either way stacking cash solves it that's fine and so go make the most money you've ever made in your life by working the most hours you've ever worked in your life consecutively. Don't worry. You won't die from overwork. Right before you die, you'll pass out. Don't worry about it. Go to work. Go work your tail end off and create some money. And I've done it. Jade's done it. Uh, we're neither one of us afraid to do anything that is legal and moral mm-hmm. to go make money. We've both done it. And it's what it takes to get your family and your situation out of a ditch, man. Rebecca's in Philadelphia. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome to the Ramsey show. Hi, thanks for having me. Sure. What's up? So I have a little bit of a, it's not an issue. It's more of a blessing, I guess. Um, I started the business in 2020, um, and I have about $2 million in the bank. Um, a single I hate mom, it when that happens. Single mom, my, <laughs> single mom my whole life, um, scrapes by, and this is all new to me. Did you sell um, the business? Did, no, I'm still, it's still going. You're what just, do you you're do? Just, you're just making bank. Wow. What kind of go. business is it? Well, I hate to, no, don't, to say don't. it, but it's, 
It, no, 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 no. It's not that way. It's just due to COVID. Um, the COVID vaccines, I do billing for doctor's offices. Hmm. So all these, all these vaccines, what we do is we do the medical billing and we take a percentage of their revenue. Yeah, of course. So with the pandemic, being sick, um, it blew up. No, no pun intended. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no pun intended. Okay, so so, so um, the, the, number one, this is probably not going to be the rest of your life. No. Okay, so you you need to be looking at your business model on what I can do to uh, diversify my sources of income because this one's not forever. Agreed. Agree, and I'm not. Old, I'm not anywhere near retirement age. And, yeah, but and I'm just saying, if you're going to run a business, let's run it with a model that accepts that this is not the future. Then the second thing is what to do with the $2.1 million. Way to go! Hey, we want to give you Financial Peace University. We'll show you with the baby steps exactly what to do with it. We're going to pay off your house. We're going to pay off all your debt. Uh, we're going to enjoy some of it. We're going to be generous with some of it. And we're going to invest some of it for the future. And we'll show you how to do every bit of that for free. Our gift to you to say, way to go! Thank you for joining us, America. We appreciate you joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Kaylin is with us in Las Vegas. Hi, Kaylin. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you guys? Better than we deserve. What's up? Um, so I'm trying to decide if I should go back to school for my bachelor's degree. I have an associate currently. Or if I should pay down a home renovation loan that my husband and I took out what's making you decide to go back to school? Like, what's the purpose in that? So um, to give you guys a little bit of background, uh, we followed the baby steps, um, skipping number five because we didn't have children at the time, and we were able to get to number six and pay off our home. Mm -hmm. Um, So we decided to basically put our entire life of having kids on hold until then. Um, once we paid off our home, timing worked out kind of perfectly because we're both obsessive planners. We had our daughter and that was last year. So it was a total of $127,000 in 30 months total that we paid off. Okay. We had her and I quit my job. Um, I have an associate's degree, but I wasn't using it. I was just working dead end at admin jobs and okay. I've been looking for my calling for some time and I feel like I've found it Mm -hmm. in front end developing, but I want to have that degree and be able to make more money for my family. And you don't need a four year degree to be a front end developer. Fair enough. But through, through talking through my community of people that I know who, who do work in this field, they said it, it gives you the option to be picky basically. Whereas if you go to a, you don't buy it. Okay. No, I I got, (laughs) I got 400 folks working in our tech team. I got front end developers, back end developers, platform architect people all over this building. Almost none of them have a four year degree. And believe okay. me, getting on at Ramsey's hard. Yeah, yeah, I, I bet. Um, so the, I guess in that case, you guys don't think I should go to school at all for this because it's going to cost sixteen to eighteen thousand dollars well, for my degree to be finished. I and think you should right get now. I think you should get the certification you need to do the job you want to do. But to echo what Dave said, it's not necessarily a four-year degree. Maybe it's another program specifically designed you may not, for you that You may need work. to get some of your Microsoft search. You may need to do some code school. Mm-hmm. And code school could be as much mm-hmm. as ten grand. But uh, if, you're yeah. not, if you're not up on your skills. 
And that's kind of what I'm, uh, obviously that is a path I definitely can pursue. I just, I'm no, you, you have to do that anyway, because a four-year degree doesn't teach you to write code. And yes, you can't be a front-end developer yes. if you can't write code. And whatever you learn in your four-year degree is going to be, it's going to be changed. You know, that, that that field is constantly changing, and you're constantly having to update your education. Yeah, if your goal Most is to definitely. write code, you've got to learn to write code. My, my biggest concern that I'm having, though, is I'm working part-time from home remote mm-hmm. and taking care of our daughter. I'm not able to produce a full salary right now. And we do have our house paid off. We've, we don't have any debt, literally Look, none other than the renovation loan. How much is so the renovation loan? I don't know loan? if I should. Uh, $80,000. Okay. And we, we do have the ability to pay it over time. Obviously, we don't want to do that. Because what does your husband make? Just being higher. Uh, 80000 Okay. I would just put that at your and baby. I would, you know, that's the only debt you have. It's a mortgage on your house. Mm-hmm. I would call that your baby step six. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. yeah, I'm going to school and I'm going to pay cash for school um, because that's what you want to do. But I am challenging strongly your presuppositions. I think you're wrong. I agree. Okay. I mean, I, I got a bunch of what you're talking about working here. And I, and I hired them. I mean, I didn't personally hire them, but I, the leadership team that that I lead hired them. And, uh, you know, I've got a whole building full of tech people, half our dead gum product line, three quarters of our product lines digital. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's just, it's part of what we do every day here. I mean, think about what it takes just to support every dollar, if nothing else, the number of front end, back end creatives, everything else on that is incredible. Yeah. So, um, the, uh, but you know, and you know, we support Bethel tech on, cause for 10 grand, you can learn to write code. You can come out of there. You're a dev one or dev two coming out the door of that place. And it's 10 grand mm-hmm. if you want to write code. Now, if you want to be a CTO, you may want to be a four-year degree. If you want to specialize in web security and you want to learn all the different nuances of that, that's not code. That's not a front-end developer. Then you might want a four-year degree. Information systems is not a bad degree, but it is not necessary to write front-end, back-end code uh, or, or to be proficient in uh ruby on rails or whatever it is you're the people you're working with are writing in and so um you know that's what matters is can you can you write the code that makes the thing dance and and that's syntax that's all that is and and it's a process to learn like learning another language and um so now you know everything i know about it which is almost nothing but but i i do write the checks for these people's pay and and i do know that we don't require them to have a four-year degree and we went oh we're going to select you you're not real good at code but you have a four-year degree Mm. over the guy who can write code so fast it makes your eyes cross no yeah we're going with the you know the dev three over your dadgum four-year degree every stinking time with proven code skills. Yeah. Our, our career coach, Ken Coleman, talks about that all the time. And he'd probably suggest you go to Bethletech.com slash Ken Coleman and see what they offer. It's not your typical four-year degree program. No. And it's just what, probably just what she's looking for. So yeah. again, it, if your goal is what you said to be front end, you do not, I, I'm just a hundred percent sure. I'm an employer of a bunch of them again, that, that you don't need that. Yeah. But if you've got a different goal that's nuanced in, I want to enter through the front-end developer, mm-hmm. then, you know, okay, you might need to have that information systems four-year degree. It, it gives you it – doesn't, it doesn't even give you the permission to play. It's not table stakes. It's just um, knowledge base. It gives sure. you it gives you because knowledge is the currency you're after. And you know what? That's a good jumping-off point. Let's just do a Dave Jade rant here. Uh, <laughs> the student whole student loan debacle Don't get is me started. out there. And it's not her. She's not doing this at all. But this, 
one of the things we've discovered in, in fighting against these student loans and their restarting and everything else is the core issue is that Americans got lied to for the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. We told our every generation that you had to get a college degree to be successful. That was born in, and of course, that's bullcrap. Absolutely. Okay. That was born, and any college degree will make you successful. You can get a degree in left-handed puppetry, German polka history, and then America owes you a living. No, they don't. You're going to be a barista. Yeah. Okay? That's dumb. So don't go get a stupid, useless degree. Well, shame, shame, on, shame on parents and shame on guidance counselors for making things like community college yeah. and, the, and the trades seem like a lower option, right? Exactly. Because when I was in school, if you said you were, back then it was called Vol State. If you said you were going to Vol State, people looked at you and went, oh. You just didn't make the you're big going, team. Oh, you're on the junior pro. Look at that. And, and a yeah. lot of that, parents, a lot of that is parents wanting to be able to say, my kid goes to Berkeley College of Music. My kid goes to FSU. My kid go like, we get a lot of pride out of that. And at what cost? Yeah, a lot. So the thing that, that was, the, the problem was the lie, like so many good lies, mm-hmm. was based in 98% truth. Yeah. Get a college degree and you'll be more successful. Mm-hmm. So that's a lie. But the 98% truth that's inside of that is get more knowledge. That's right. Yeah, knowledge is the currency of the culture. And in her case, knowledge is her currency. Mm-hmm. It's not the degree. Yeah. It's not permission to play. It's not you can be more picky. It's knowledge. And it, knowledge, no, knowledge doesn't end. Always getting knowledge. The rest of your life exactly. is mandatory. Exactly. But we have this thing of I get my four-year degree and I'm done. And I'll watch Netflix the rest of my life. Yeah, no, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. And you know everything about Tiger King and nothing else. So, now you continuous learning, the, continually gather, the continuous gathering of knowledge, knowledge is the currency of successful people. Mm-hmm. You can spend knowledge and become successful. More knowledge in the proper way that has use to the society creates more financial and societal success, relational success. So gather knowledge. Don't gather degrees. Some people gather more degrees than a thermometer, and they have no knowledge. Mm -hmm. Worse than that, they have no wisdom. (laughs) And and then they're useless to the culture. Yeah. And $260,000 in credit card debt, student loan debt. Yeah. So... And, and try to get the knowledge that people care about that you and, can and, monetize. And, and in, her, in her case, <laughs> get the knowledge that causes you to get the job you right. want. Right. And make sure you're getting the right thing, because that's another one of those pieces of the lie. Mm-hmm. This is The Ramsey Show. What's up, guys? It's Jade. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.